Welcome to the Fantasy Aches and Takes Podcast, where two physical therapists will be discussing injuries to your fantasy football players. So you can stay ahead of the curve and dominate your leagues. They'll be taking the time to explain the injuries and when you can expect your players to be back on the field. As always, thanks for tuning in. And here's your hosts, Aaron Berger and Chris Erickson. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the Fantasy Aches and Takes podcast. I'm your co-host, Aaron Berger, doctor of physical therapy here in the beautiful city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm flying by myself tonight. No Chris. He had other obligations to tend to. He's a busy guy, has a family, has a business, so I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let that one slide. It's all right. We only have two players to talk about tonight. Sticking with our running back theme, we have Darius Geis and Jarek McKinnon, two guys that last year unfortunately tore their ACLs, different knees for the two guys. And while one had a completely normal recovery up until this point, one had some unfortunate events happen to him right after the surgery. We'll go ahead and get into that. The unfortunate case from last year is, of course, Darius Geis for the Washington Redskins, who tore his left ACL in the Redskins' first preseason game of 2018. And if that wasn't unfortunate enough, he actually had three more surgeries after the original ACL reconstruction surgery because there were infections in that knee where they did the surgery. And this wasn't the only thing that went wrong for Redskins players that needed surgery last year. I'm sure you saw Alex Smith's just brutal leg fracture and he actually had an infection after that whenever they stabilized his leg. So this was two infections for two skill players for the Redskins. And then you have Trent Williams, who went to team doctors with a lump on his head, turned out to be a tumor, but they told him not to worry about it. Now he's never coming back. I don't blame him. You put all this trust into the medical staff, and I don't think any amount of money that they would pay him. He's a pro bowler, awesome left tackle, but I just don't think there's any amount of money that you could pay him where he's going to come back because that trust is just totally lost in the medical staff. And he's gone on record saying that. So that's a tough situation. You just hope that these things are a thing of the past for the Redskins. Geis went through his typical ACL rehab where you're going to work on range of motion first, getting that extension back. So extension is just straightening out the knee. And that's one thing after an ACL reconstruction surgery that we really try to get back early is that terminal knee extension where the knee can get fully straight just so the person can walk correctly, and in this case, run correctly, cut correctly, all that stuff. So early on in that rehab process, we're really just trying to get terminal knee extension first and foremost, and then you wanna focus on getting that quad muscle back. Anytime we see patients with major knee surgeries, whether it's a knee replacement or in Geis's case, an ACL reconstruction, there's gonna be swelling within that joint, and it's actually called effusion, and just in the general area, that's edema. And that edema and effusion within the joint and around the joint is gonna cause that quad muscle which is that muscle right on the top of your thigh to atrophy and not fire the way that it should or what, what we like to call inhibition. So quadriceps inhibition from the surgery is very common. So you have to think with Geis, he had the ACL reconstruction surgery and then had three surgeries right after that to clean up the infection and just get everything under control. So all that swelling within the area, I'm sure his quadricep was just not firing correctly. I'm sure they used things like Russian e-stim and different settings on the stim machine to kind of get that muscle firing again not only to get some of that strength back, but to get some of that swelling and effusion back into the system just so that quadriceps can fire again. It's not that the muscle is weak, it's just that it's being inhibited by that fluid within the area. And not only did Geis have to have the three surgeries after the initial ACL reconstruction surgery, 
He was on antibiotics through an IV for seven weeks. And that's definitely something I didn't know until I went into a deep dive about his rehab process and just everything that went on with Geis last year. So Geis' situation definitely wasn't your typical ACL reconstruction surgery. We look at Hunter Henry, Cooper Cup, two players that are coming from ACL reconstruction surgeries this past season. Totally uncomplicated process. The rehab process went great. No infections or anything like that. So you do wonder if those setbacks kind of had an effect on Darius Geis. He had a hamstring strain in July. Just last month, I couldn't find anything about a grade or anything like that, but we'll use our typical grading system, grade one, grade two, grade three. It was not a grade three because it was not a full rupture. So it could be anywhere from a, from a grade one to a grade two hamstring strain. He's been doing everything at camp, but Jay Gruden still says he's not ready to play. They have a questionable offensive line. I was talking about Trent Williams, who's holding out this year. It's definitely questionable, and I'm totally avoiding Darius Geis this year. There's this guy named Adrian Peterson in the backfield. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. But he's played some football uh, for quite some time. And their, their skill sets are just too similar for me to put my full trust in Darius Geis this season. He has an ADP of 603. And like I said, I'm just totally avoiding this guy. I, I hope he proves me wrong. And I would love to draft him next year. Players typically seem to do better one year removed from an ACL reconstruction surgery. So maybe 2019 isn't the year for him. And maybe 2020 is. Heading out to the West Coast and arguably the most crowded backfield in the NFL, we're talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their pass-catching running back, Jarek McKinnon, who actually tore his right ACL before the 2018 season. He was working his way back from a calf strain and insists that he wasn't trying to rush back. If you remember, the 49ers played the Vikings week one, so who knows if there's any truth in that. I'm sure he wanted to go out there and show the Vikings that they shouldn't have let him go and they should have paid up for him, but... Anyway, he tore his ACL on September 1st, 2018. As, as you know, we're looking at a 9 to 12 month return to play. So in camp, it actually came out that he got a PRP injection on August 8th. And all this is, they take your, they take some blood and they're going to spin it down just to a concentrated form and inject that right into the, the joint there within the, the knee joint. And there's concentrated growth factors in there and research says some research says that it can help athletes return from injuries faster just with those concentrated growth factors. It's pretty much helping your body repair itself. So totally safe, totally natural. Athletes like Kobe Bryant, Andrew Luck have done it. So just given that McKinnon was having some pain in training camp and wasn't functioning quite the way that he wanted to, I'm sure this was presented to him as an option and he jumped right on it on August 8th. And just a caveat to this whole story, McKinnon started the preseason on the pup list, so the 49ers actually can't put him back on. They would have to put him on the IR, which doesn't bring him back until week eight. So we're definitely not drafting Jarek McKinnon. That would just be a wasted roster spot. If you need Jarek McKinnon around week eight and you're in a PPR league, I wouldn't hate it. Kyle Shanahan, out of anyone, would know how to use a pass catching back like Jarek McKinnon. If you remember, they went out and, and they signed him to a big contract. So they're definitely going to get their use out of the guy. And he's incredible catching the ball out of the backfield. So if you're looking for a PPR value late in the season, you certainly could do worse than Jarek McKinnon. All right, that's going to do it for our part two 2018 running back series. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media. You can follow us FF Aches and Takes on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Fantasy Aches and Takes. Chris and I would be happy to answer any of the questions you have about anything going on in fantasy, injuries, ADPs, drafts, whatever you want to talk about. We're here for you guys. So thanks again for the listen and thank you for the continual support of the podcast and we'll talk to you guys next time.